Hey, this is Jason Dillon, pastor at Parkway Church, and I'm so glad you joined this Parkway podcast for powerful inspiration and purposeful insights. I believe this podcast will lift your spirit and lead you into the future God has prepared for you. Enjoy the message. Hey, to our Parkway Church podcast family, I pray that you're having a wonderful day getting ready for this Christmas season. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and I have to be honest with you, I love Christmas. I am so thankful as we've just come through the season of Thanksgiving for the few days that are before us that we will get to celebrate the joy, the spirit of Christmas. But all of this is connected back to someone very important, and that is the person of Jesus Christ. Let me just share with you a scripture that I really wanted to bring to your attention. It's in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. It says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. So, Literally, Micah in the Old Testament prophesies about the coming of one who would be our ruler, the ruler of Israel. Now, I know that we're talking about Christmas, and to many people, Christmas means different things. In fact, there was a television interviewer walking the streets of Tokyo at Christmas time. Much as in America, Tokyo and uh, Japan, they've got a thriving Christmas industry selling goods and stores and shops being open, making money. And the interviewer stopped one young woman and said, what is the meaning of Christmas? And laughing, she responded, it, I don't know, isn't that the day that Jesus died? I would sure hope not. That, that you would not feel that Christmas is the day that Jesus died. Another lady had an armload of packages and finally made it to the elevator, dropping a package as she got on. In her frustration, she said, they ought to beat the guy that invented this Christmas thing. A voice in the background said, they did. And then they crucified him. You see, Christmas is all about Jesus. And in the month of December, this month seems to highlight the best and the worst of our year. I know for many, coronavirus and 2020 has been words that did not evoke feelings of pleasure, but rather feelings of dismay and discomfort and uh, befuddled uh, uh, wondering, man, what is going on in the year 2020? Well, I want to tell you that Christmas is a beautiful time because Jesus Christ is the source of hope and the source of blessing. You see, this year's had its share of stress and strife and headlines blare, a bleak outlook. They're saying, do we really need another Christmas? And we sing the same songs. We put up the same tree. We shop for the same socks and sweaters that we get year after year. Is the message of the angels of peace on earth, goodwill toward men still relevant? Is it still possible that joy to the world at Christmas time could be a reality? I've come to tell you today that with God, all things are possible. And literally, Christmas time accentuates the blessing from Bethlehem, the blessing to start over. Hope is possible because of the blessing that comes from Bethlehem. Jesus' birth wasn't glamorous, but it was glorious. It wasn't published in the newspapers, but it was powerful news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord.
Hollywood, the maker of false realities, would recast the story of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Jesus. Joseph's collar's way too blue, not elite enough. Mary is green with an experience, too obscure, too simple. The story needs a star, not a supernova in the galaxy. A civilized person would sanitize it. No person, however poor, should be born in a cow stall. A good public relations firm would move the birth to a big city. We need to scout out a Roman palace that we may could rent or what Greek villa would be available for us to lease. The Son of God deserves a royal entry, less peasant, more pizzazz. Out with the heads of sheep, in with the heads of state. But we didn't design the hour in which God revealed himself. God was content to enter the world in the presence of sleepy sheep and a wide-eyed carpenter not accustomed to help building a boy who would become the king of kings. No spotlight, just candlelight. No crowns, just cows ruminating beside royalty. The blessing from Bethlehem didn't look much like a blessing at all. A baby to take care of? How could something so little affect so much? And to make matters worse, the family's budget was about to be broken. The taxes were due. We've got to leave where we're at, travel to Bethlehem, and pay taxes according to our, our government mandate. When Jesus set about to choose his disciples, there was no accident that he chose one called Matthew. A tax collector chosen by Jesus. To make matters worse, he was a Jewish tax collector. His profession was loathsome to the rest of the Jews because they, like us, believe two things in life are unavoidable, death and taxes. But one of your own countrymen working for a Gentile government requiring you to pay taxes was unthinkable. In Bible lingo, a tax collector was called a publican. Now, I'm not sure if Matthew was a Republican or not, but once Jesus was finished with him, he became a post-publican, publishing the news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus had a purpose for Matthew. Matthew was needed because God would allow him to connect the dots for the Jews that Jesus was more than just another man being proclaimed as the Messiah. Matthew knew genealogy very well because the time of Christ's birth coincided with the first decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. The Jews were to go back to their own city and tax collectors needed to know family names and how many kids and ancestors and uncles and aunts and cousins and every branch of the family tree to make sure the Roman government got every cent they could. Luke 2, uh, 1 through 5 says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So she was pregnant, great with child. It was close to the time when she should be delivered. And Matthew tells us exactly who was coming through her womb. When it begins in Matthew chapter 1, the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, 
the son of Abraham. In the first verse of Matthew, Jesus is connected as the son of two of the most important people in Jewish history, the son of David, king of Israel, and the son of Abraham, father of all the children of Israel. For God so loved King David, he prophesied that there would always be someone in his lineage to sit on the throne of David. And it was no accident that David was a shepherd because God understood the role shepherds would play in the story of redemption. In your Bibles in Luke 2, it says, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came in a hurry with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. These shepherds were no ordinary shepherds. These shepherds were the ones ordained by the temple priest in Jerusalem to keep the flocks belonging to temple sacrifice. They watched over lambs that would be brought up to become the sacrificial lamb offered on the Day of Atonement. Those lambs offered on the Day of Atonement were the most important, most inspected lambs because they had to be perfect without any blemish. So it was not lost on them when the angel said, you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. The shepherds would take, would themselves take a baby lamb and wrap it in strips of cloth, swaddling cloths, and lay it in a manger to prevent it from being trampled as it had to be without blemish. The shepherds would examine the lamb to give a final approval of the lamb before it could be sacrificed. So God allowed the shepherds ordained by the temple priest to inspect Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who would be offered for our sins. Isn't that amazing? You see, Bethlehem, why would God allow Jesus to be born in Bethlehem? Why this place and not another of the many possibilities Christ was born in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, to identify with the common man. He was not born in the house of royalty, the house of riches, or that of a celebrity. When Micah prophesied of his birth, he emphasized the location's lack of significance. But you, Bethlehem, 
though you be little among the thousands of Judah, out of you shall come to me a ruler in Israel. Has anybody ever felt insignificant? Have you ever felt little among the thousands of people in your neighborhood, your city, your state? How about your world? I want to tell you that God understood the feelings of insignificance. So he allowed the greatest treasure, the greatest person to ever walk the face of the earth to come from an insignificant place. You're asking the question, how can something of value come from little old me? The blessing from Bethlehem proves that there is value in every person, no matter the place they come from. God can bring out of the little of us the greatest for us. Let me say that again. God can bring out of the littlest among us the greatest for us. And bread is one of life's most common things. It's available everywhere. And guess what? It's free. God wants you to know He's available all the time. And He's free for the taking. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And He satisfies our hunger. The blessing from Bethlehem is a blessing from an unlikely place because he wants people who feel unlikely to find the hope of believing it's possible. Many times people are plagued by the feelings of insignificance and of the loss of hope of can God see me where I'm at? Can God bring anything good out of my life? And God tells us if I brought Jesus out of the littlest among the thousands of Judah, I can bring good out of every situation. Perhaps your world, your life resembles a Bethlehem stable. Crude in some spots, smelly in others, not much glamour, not always neat and tidy. People in your circle of friends remind you of stable animals, gullible like sheep, stubborn like donkeys, and that cow in the corner reminds you of the fella next door. You see, Jesus came to the most common of us because he said, I want to relate to that common man. The moment Mary touched God's face is the moment God made his case. There's no place he will not go. If he is willing to be born in a barnyard, then expect him to be at work or anywhere. Bars, bedrooms, boardrooms, and even brothels. No place is too common. No person is too hardened. No distance is too far. He came all the way from heaven. He came in the lowest position of life possible to make sure no one was left out or underneath. There's no person he cannot reach. When Christ was born, so was our hope. The hope that it's not over till it's over. The hope that I can get up again and I can start over. Today, more so than in any other day, we need the blessing from Bethlehem. We could use a season that's dedicated to giving, not receiving. To caring, not critiquing. So let's put away our differences. Put up the Christmas tree that leads to an old rugged tree called Calvary. Take comfort in the familiar story and the ancient carols. Our world like Bethlehem is difficult and it's crowded. Our days can feel as cold and uncertain as the midnight manger. Yet in the midst of it all, Let's do what Mary did. Invite the source of peace to enter our world through her life.
we literally say to Jesus, Jesus, let Christmas come through me. God became one of us so that we could become one with him. That is the blessing of Bethlehem. And I pray this day that for every person listening to this podcast, God would allow you to see his blessings in your life. To not see the humdrum and to see the bah humbug around you, but to lift your gaze and recognize that God is at work in your life and he's bringing blessings from the most unlikely spots and places and people in your life. I do pray that everyone listening to this has a very Merry Christmas and that God does a great work in your life. God bless you. Hi, listeners. This is Scott Cooper, producer of the Parkway Podcast. That concludes the show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Remember, we offer video versions of the podcast on our Facebook and YouTube channels, as well as the audio versions on your favorite podcast provider including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also encourage you to check out our website at www.parkwaychurch.net where we offer live streaming of our services as well as video archives and the opportunity to give to help support this ministry so that we can continue to bring you awesome Holy Ghost-filled content each week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in to our next episode.